0: Welcome to the Popish Plotcast. I'm Nate.
1: I'm Jessica. And
0: I'm Mike. We are three lay Catholics who are attempting to share our love of the Catholic Church with others in the hopes that they might be able to develop their own love for being a member of the Catholic Church. We're just trying to live out our charism of friendship and fun and hope that you find this an encouragement in your walk with Jesus Christ in his holy church. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Popish Plot. I'm Nate.
1: And I'm Jessica.
0: Today we are here to talk about grief. Now as some of you in our viewing audience might know as you are as there are a number of people who are relatively close to us. and We haven't been terribly public with it but we haven't been all that secretive about it either. Yeah. Uh, Jess and I recently experienced a very sudden and unexpected and at the same time a very tragic loss. Mm -hmm. And as I was beginning to sort of process that loss, and, and and start to, you know, try and figure out how I go about dealing with the grief. I started thinking to myself, you know, over the course of the years that we've been doing the Popish Plot, I've gone looking into all sorts of things, and i found tons of fun little uh, guidelines mm-hmm. that the Catholic Church has for dealing with and looking at and, and, and thinking about various things. Yes. And so I thought to myself, well, the grief is something everybody deals with. The Catholic Church must have a guideline on grief.
1: Yes. Well, I thought to myself, I bet there's free eBooks I could get on, on this subject. There were two. There were two. Well, there are a few more, but they seem to kind of eh. fair <laughs> enough.
0: What I found was uh, maybe, uh, strictly speaking, um, grief is a very personal kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So each each person's going to deal with grief uh, differently. True. and at the same time grief is really a very individualized based on the circumstances also true the, the way you grieve for, like, a pet, and the way that you would grieve for, you know, lifelong best friend.
1: Okay, I'll give you that. I thought you were going to say something else, and I'd be like, I, I've, I've had a few pets I've been sadder for than a few relatives, but, you know, but, and when you live to 100, it's kind of expected that you're going to die soon.
0: But, and that's the point. There are pets that you would have grieved more over than certain other family members, but at the same time, there are family members that you would have grieved over more than other family members. Mm -hmm. The circumstances change, and the whole thing changes with it. And so, does the Catholic Church have a set of guidelines for how to deal with grief? Yes. Is it anything like anybody would be looking for, like a uh, step one, step two? No, no. Is it Aquinas? It's Aquinas, E.
1: Is it simply stating that one should grieve in the proper amount and in, and in, 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 in so forth in, in accordance with the natural law?
0: Proper amount? <laughs> uh, those exact words? No, but yes, <laughs> uh, effectively well, he had it more was. More lawyer words. <laughs> but yes, effectively it was. One should grieve in the proper amount in. in, in in ways that are, you know, appropriate for the length of time that it takes, which shouldn't be overly short, which shouldn't be drastically short or overly long. Basically, the idea behind most of the things I could find on Catholic grieving was much like with anything that we would look at with regards to things that could pr- provide a near occasion of sin. Mm-hmm. It needs to be done with a certain amount of reason and sort of with always with an end goal in sight. Now, what I also came upon was a lot of people who very aptly point out that we here in Western culture have got absolutely no idea How to deal with grief
1: yeah i mean i'm not for hiring professional mourners because then you have to pay for professional mourners but the first time i went to a funeral for your side of the family and me and your sister who was like 12 at the time were the only ones crying was super weird
0: yeah i come from a family of stoics i don't know what I, to tell I, you i don't
1: think i even knew that relative
0: you you knew them at least a little i'm pretty sure
1: I think i met him
0: twice yes but you <laughs> but you but you knew you you, you had met him yeah um <laughs> no but and i'm not even suggesting uh, like professional mourners but no what i mean when i say that western culture really doesn't have any idea how to deal with with grief and mourning is that when you have a new life come into your come into your life mm-hmm. well businesses are actually required by law to provide you with six months of time To figure out how those, how the old life and the new life fit together.
1: I mean, and and this is only, you know, in in America, if you are a full-time employee stuff. And, like, Europe, which is the rest of Western Europe, it's like, put in, like, you know, you can get a year of paternity time. Right. But I don't even know how the kids are doing their job. At least outside. here in America,
0: if, if you have a death in the family...
1: You get like three days.
0: You get three days. Three days, and then we expect you to be back to work and at least nominally functional. Unless or least you've least got to go and use your sick time to, to make up the difference.
1: Of course, it's blackout time, and then you get marked against you.
0: Yeah, and and this is kind of this was kind of their point is that you know people in the West don't really seem to understand this. I mean, quite often one of the things that they talked about is that you know there are going to be people who, as you are dealing with your grief in your way, are going to be like, wait, are you still dealing with this, or you know, why don't you just try and be happy? And the reason why is because and the reason why most people do this psychologically speaking, is because your grief makes them uncomfortable and they don't know what to do about it. And so the best thing for them to go and fix that is for you to just not have grief. And like I said, this is a, it's an individual thing. Mm -hmm. It's really based around the circumstances. And in most cases, most people will tell you, it's gonna take anywhere from six months to two years to reasonably process with the loss that you're going through. So unfortunately, while I was really hoping to find some really concise Catholic guide to how to go about grieving the loss of a loved one, I don't have that. What I do have is some is a few things I picked up. Um and and, and really very little because once again entirely individual entirely based on the on the the, the present circumstances nobody nobody's grief is ever going to be the same from anybody else's grief even their own depending on the the occasion so i can't really tell you how to work through it but what i can say is you need to go and work through it i, I read a lot of stuff by uh, various counselors and they made reference to what is called grief work and basically the idea is is that this is a process just like most other things in your life. And you've got to get all the way through the process in order to get out of the process. You can't skip a step or jump out of line at some point and be like, I'm, I'm tired of waiting in this line at the DMV. I'm just going to get out of it. Yes because you're not gonna get to the end of the line. You, you've got to kind of sort of stay in there and and, and keep with it and you know the, the 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 guidance that the Catholic Church generally gives is to once again try to maintain your reason try to avoid uh those things which will which could become or might lead you to sin you know remember that while this loss is is, is big and is heavy it's not necessarily permanent
1: well you know, depending on you know, how holy your relatives are.
0: We hope for the best.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> with,
0: with, 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 with most people's relatives, I think it's safe to say it, it's perfectly all right to hope for the best. You may not be entirely inclined to think that that's uh, at all likely, but nobody's going to fault you for being like, "Well, we trust in the mercy. We we trust in the mercy of of, of, a, of a loving God."
1: I have to say, my, my, you know, one relative who made nuns cry did die on Good Friday, and we half-jokingly stated that's because God is extra merciful on that wasn't, day. Wasn't
0: one of the nuns, his, like, his own family member?
1: It was his sister! This is...
0: <laughs> Anyways. So I suppose, if I were going to give a Popish Plot Guide to Grief, mm-hmm. number one, understand that the grief that you're feeling right now, that's yours and it's not okay for anybody to go and tell you how you should be dealing with it. At the same time, you need to you need to maintain those healthy perspectives that are going to keep it from leading you down wrong paths. You know, you you don't want to you don't want to fall into despair. No, I'm pretty
1: well, sure despair is big on the list of no's.
0: Despair is big on the At list least, of no's. You
1: know, theological despair. You
0: know, we, we talked about, a, if you if you go back into our playlist just a little bit from this point, we just got done talking about a whole lot of ices and a large number of them we're all around sorrow and despair um you know we want to trust in uh god we don't want to lose that cuz that's our faith and if we lose that we we're yes. we're although, really down a wrong path at that point
1: although we, we do need the sidebar of you know the fact that you know we shouldn't automatically saint every person who dies mm,
0: because
1: fair. if you pray for them thinking they're in purgatory and they're in heaven, the that's, prayers are just going to someone else. It's not like you wasted prayer. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: that, that, that's there is no good prayer that God won't put to good use. So if you're if you're thinking that they're in purgatory and they're not pray for them anyway. If you're thinking that they're not in purgatory and they might have gone straight to heaven, pray for them anyways.
1: And, and you know, you, you you could you know hedge your bets of you know praying for them slash asking them for prayers. There it works know. out. Yep. I don't know how, but it does.
0: It does. <laughs> And and, and in fact, asking somebody in purgatory to pray for you can actually, as as I understand it, theoretically at least speaking, because we've never actually talked to somebody who was in that position and was able to go and tell us what it did. Mm -hmm. But most theologians would look at that and say, no, that's still perfectly valid because that too can be a part of their purgation. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to the Popish Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review us, as that will help more people to find the podcast and to join in on the fun. You can contact us at thepopishplot at gmail.com. Find us on the Twitters, at The Or you can search for Popish Plot on Facebook. Please rate, review, and we really do enjoy hearing from you, so get in touch. And until next time, as always, remember to live your faith.
1: Love your faith.
0: And share them. that love